Welcome to Two Kingdom Tuesday. It's your weekly dose. Yes, it is. And uh, uh, the kingdoms are awesome. We like talking about them. Stay with me. To Kingdom Tuesday, and uh, oh, my neighbors have just started putting up the noise. Wow, um, I don't think well, hopefully, you kind of hear that I've put my mic levels down, but uh, noisy neighbors anyway. Hope your week's going well. Hope it's going uh, good. I just got some good news. I'm just, um, I mentioned before a seminary that I'm involved with, uh, North American Reformed Seminary, work uh, just serving as a mentor there. I'm not, not working, not getting paid for that. Um, and I don't know, I'm just a sucker for punishment, what can I say? But I just really love what they they stand for. And uh, Two Kingdom Tuesday, I mentioned, it's a Two Kingdom seminary, man. They've got a lot of, uh, they've, they've taken an official stance on some important doctrines. Um, so if you're looking at, uh, if you've got no money and uh, you want an awesome education and uh, you want a degree that's not accredited because you don't care because you're hardcore, then I recommend uh, the North American Reform Seminary. Of course, it's not for everyone. And uh, you have to take that into account when you look at it. Perhaps uh, another seminary that might be of interest to you is Nations University. Um, I have just um, I've officially started as part of the faculty there teaching New Testament backgrounds. So my my official title is um, adjunct professor of New Testament backgrounds. How awesome is that? Look at me! Look at me! Woohoo! Uh, I'm very excited about it though because they are accredited. And um, it's a distance education uh, university. Um, just love again. I love what they do. They're very conservative, very you know, biblicist. Probably is a good way to talk about them. They had uh, Church of Christ origins, but um, they quickly got rid of those. And uh, yeah, I mean, my, most seminaries had some pretty weird origins. But anyways, what these guys have done well is that they have taken distance education. They get out to the prisons. They get out to. Um, you know, just oh, just absolutely massive in, for Africa and just just um, underdeveloped countries that can't afford massive uh, scale seminary education and um, for a lot of you know for a lot of pastors in small churches as well. It's just a good, solid, rigorous program. Um, excellent material. A lot of those courses are so good. Um, and uh, yeah, they do a Bachelor of Reformed, uh, Reli- uh, not Reformed, I wish, Bachelor of Religious Studies. And um, they do a, like, a, oh, they do a great languages um, course. I think it's like a certificate in languages or something. Um, and you can do Greek and Hebrew one and two and all that, all via distance, uh, really just, just leading the way in some tech there. I think uh, they use the, a solid LMS to, to get their info across. And um, what was I going to say? Oh, and then they offer masters, they go up to master's level. So uh, if that's uh, of interest to you, it's accredited by DAC, which is a good, um, good accrediting agency, stands across the board any place in the world. So um, it's, a, it's, a, and it's, and it's really cheap. I mean, you could, you could, um, you know, if you did, wanted to do the, you end up paying something like, I uh, don't know exactly what the fees are, but something like $2,000 a year. Uh, American American dollars a, t- a year, um, and like a bachelor's will take you four years, five years, six years to get through. So depending on how fast you go, and you know, obviously it's distance, so you can you can uh, move if you if you're super dedicated, <clears throat> go full time, or you can take your time. But they don't charge per credit; they charge uh, per year. 
So that's a good incentive to make sure you get it done as well as you just keep on paying and actually it'll be the most expensive degree you ever do. But um, yeah, I really like what they stand for. Um, I love the fact that they bring um, good, solid, rigorous theological education to the masses um, and uh, just very, very proud to be part of that. Um, the, um, the courses are, you know, really nicely tailored as well. So they just focus on biblical theology and systematic theology. And, and they try and steer away from denominational boundaries, but they just give you solid, solid roots. Um, so again, I imagine that that would be good for people that, you know, uh, perhaps are already in Reformed churches that have no need to, you know, they're really well versed in uh, Reformed theology, but they, they just, they need an accredited degree in theology for some other reason. And uh, really, it's just about ticking the box at that level. You know, you needed to jump through some hoop or whatever um, in an inexpensive, affordable way. Um, a lot of lot of uh, denominations I know in Africa use it as the ordination degree. So you can, you know, uh, it's something that you have to do for their, from their side. But anyway, so uh, I get this whole little thing. It's pretty awesome. Like, you know, I get to do what I want with that, that course. They give you a whole bunch of things you have to just stay in line with to, to keep the whole thing accredited. Um, but yeah, you get to play around and, you know, just to interact with the students there and, you know, mark some papers and yeah, it's pretty awesome. I love, I love that stuff. Um, and so check them out if you, that, that's something that you're interested in. Um, but that's not what I'm talking about today. I just, um, that's my news, <laughs> if anything, um, kind of start that off and I'm, I'm playing around with the material right now and it just looks great. I love it. Um, the, the um, the thing I actually wanted to talk about uh, just very very briefly as a as a sort of add on to what we said yesterday. So go back and listen to yesterday if you haven't um, heard that one yet. Just uh, thinking about this two, this uh, covenant theology series that we're going to start uh, with Chris and I uh, on the Mondays. Um, the kingdom idea. You know, typically I'd reserve Two Kingdom Tuesday to kind of think about Two Kingdom stuff. But I just want to say, added on to what we said yesterday about the covenant and kingdom arrangement and everything. Obviously, it should be quite clear that by the time you get to Christ, uh, he is coming as the federal representative and the one who is uh, have, has come to proclaim the kingdom, uh, inaugurate the kingdom, begin its commencement. This is much of the much of the um, idea behind uh, the ministry of Jesus in the Gospels. He's always talking about the kingdom. It's a big theme in Luke, for example. It's like the theme, uh, especially as it goes into Acts. Um, as you see the kingdom spread. The reason why that's important to say is that you have Jesus bringing the kingdom against a certain mindset. Um, the mindset that everyone was um, of, and I think now specifically among, amongst the Jews, um, when they were waiting for the Messiah, was that he would be a political Messiah, that he would bring in the kingdom in a geopolitical way and repeat Israel, essentially. Uh, you know, take it back to the days of Solomon's glory. And, um, of course, that's not what didn't happen. And uh, that's why Jesus is so concerned at every turn uh, to use really cryptic names for himself so as not to spark off uh, wrong understandings of of what people had 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 in mind when they awaited the Messiah, and we know and we see it at various single turns, even amongst the disciples. You know, as soon as something happens, they're like, "Oh, now now are you going to bring in the kingdom? This is awesome!" They want to take him by force and make him their king, and it's all wrong headed because they they want the kingdom to be here and now in a way that it was in its foreshadowed form in Israel. 
And uh, Jesus at every turn buckles that. Most climactically, um, I would say that that happens when he's speaking to Pilate. And, um, and he says, I am a king. You say rightly that I am a king, but I'm not a king of this world, right? And that's, that's why my servants aren't fighting. And, you know, of course, this matches with everything he told about the, the parables uh, of the kingdom and the, the whole thing kind of permeating like leaven. Uh, you can't see it. You don't know what's where the kingdom is advancing exactly. It's not physical and geopolitical. It's spiritual. It commences uh, to the degree that someone would receive and trust the king who represents them. And um, and as the as we uh, hear the gospel and receive uh, Christ, the kingdom advances like leaven in the world. And then all of a sudden, you got this loaf. And then then at the end, we'll see we'll see the. The kingdom as it finally is uh, when Christ comes back and the kingdom will be set up then in its final uh, state, in its geopolitical, to use a be- uh, lack of a better expression, that, uh, you know, in, its, in its physical expression on the earth. And of course, that's the, the thing that we all wait for and long for. Um, but, you know, even, even at the point of, you know, after the resurrection, Jesus appears to the, the disciples on the road to Emmaus. You know, and they're still walking along there thinking, oh, man, you know, so disappointed. We, we, we thought Jesus was going to be the one, you know, he, he was going to be the king that brought in the kingdom. And even there, Jesus has to, has to you know, uh, help them understand. You Slow to believe. Uh, uh, you, you know, uh, disciples, come on, just think about what, think about what I told you with all those parables, and then he explains to them and shows how it's all fulfilled in him, and uh, and then even then, <laughs> you have you know just before Pentecost, now Lord, will you bring in the kingdom, and uh, and you know it's interesting that. Even the whole book of Luke really is mapping out an answer to that question. The answer is yes, I am bringing in the kingdom now. Uh, Jesus doesn't just ignore them and change the subject. Rather, the whole book develops around the answer to that question, where uh, the Spirit comes and the kingdom advances spiritually as the gospel is proclaimed first in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth as the kingdom expands. So, yes, the kingdom is coming. Yes, it's uh, it has arrived. Yes, it it has crashed into this present age. Yes, it is advancing. Yes, it is commencing. Yes, it will be consummated. But we just need to make sure not to think about it in terms of a one kingdom mindset. All to say on Two Kingdom Tuesday that those basic things of Jesus' announcement and the disciples' misunderstanding, I struggle to see in in in, in light of a one kingdom framework. It really, you know, it just it's it's something. It's this is so obvious. It's hardly worth stating sometimes because I mean this is the the um, the backbone of Jesus' ministry and you. You see it referenced all the time, but every now and again, you just need to stop and ask yourself, wait a minute, you know, how could there be any debate on the two kingdom thing? Uh, Obviously, Jesus' kingdom is not trying to be what everything and everyone was misapprehending it as, uh, which is the one kingdom framework. Um, It's a two kingdom thing precisely because uh, the kingdom has uh, it needs it must work alongside the kingdom of this world. It must work in the 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 leaven must uh, must permeate uh, uh, you know the the way things are now, so as to bring in uh, the final kingdom. And yet, 
you know, it has to be, it's not like Christ is only Lord of the kingdom that's commencing. Of course, we know he brought all things into being. He is Lord over everything. So the kingdom that he rules uh, is, uh, it's certainly all uh, under him, but it, it, it's ruled according to two different two different principles. You know, you've got Pilate being the the governor of an earthly kingdom that Christ himself had, had uh, declared a legitimacy in. Um, give unto Caesar what is Caesar's. And um, and Christ Himself is not is not usurping uh, the throne of any Roman emperor. Uh, that wasn't His goal. That wasn't that wasn't what He came to do. Um, so to treat Christ's ministry concerning the kingdom as if it was those things is to take a very very wrong turn. And um, and I just thought you know in light of what we said yesterday and this whole story of covenant and kingdom and the King. You know, in Jesus' ministry, you have this come to its its pinnacle. Um, it is a, I don't know, a decisive um, delineation of what two kingdom the- theology is all about. At that point, um, you know, you you have to make a decision. Either either Christ was just simply trying to start it off real small, so that as soon as like Christendom kicked in, then all of a sudden, you know, it's good that we we try and set up uh, a geopolitical reign on the earth. As long as you know, we just got to get enough popularity and momentum, pretty much, which is the post-millennial deal, uh, and 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 then the end will come when it's already set up. Or you got to make a decision that you know, actually, no, the, the the whole the kingdom Christ brought it in. It's commencing spiritually alongside the kingdom of this world. Uh, within its framework, on its stage, and at the end, uh, that kingdom will be made physical, which seems to just so much more fit with all of all of the things that Jesus was saying against the wrong uh, perception of the day. So that's a little thought for you on Two Kingdom Tuesday, just bringing it back to the basics in some senses, just going, you know, if, if you are rejecting a Two Kingdom theology, remember that you have to you have to wrestle with those texts, the basic understanding. Uh, of Jesus' ministry, or the basic uh, proclamation of the kingdom in Jesus' ministry. Um, He is the king, but what kind of kingdom was he talking about? Um, Okay, that's it. I'm going to leave it at that, nice and punchy. Uh, Get you prepped for the weeks to come. Um, Bless you, have a good day, and I'll see you tomorrow as uh, we reconvene in this uh, space right now. I think I'll talk to my brother tomorrow, and uh, we will talk about whatever, because tomorrow is whatever Wednesday. Uh, Thanks for joining me. See you then.